0: Previously on November 2nd, 2020. So this episode will likely come out two days post-election. Okay. Uh, do we want to give the people any amount of words? <laughs> Good luck.
1: <laughs> Be kind to each other. Yeah. I know it's probably really stressful and really divisive no matter who wins, but be nice to each other. Be safe. Don't forget that there's still a pandemic going on. Wash your masks so you don't get acne.
0: <laughs> Actually, it's not funny. It's true. Yeah. Wash your masks. Yes.
1: And try to do something nice for yourself this week.
0: So if you listen to this on November 5th, regardless of the decision, just be prepared as possible if the outcome is not what you want it to be, that's, I don't want to say that's okay. I can't i can't say that's okay, but if the outcome is not what you want it to be, what I kind of alluded to in the last episode is just do good by the people that love you and take care of them. Work hard, be honest, and...
1: Try not to fuck up as much as possible but And even, we'll be here until we're legally told to stop <laughs> Basically
0: I'm cutting out everything I said Everything I said was so useless But fuck it man
1: Like <laughs> It was not useless
0: man, You're know, much man.
1: too harsh on yourself I guess
0: But yeah man Just try to do good by each other And get out of the way
1: <laughs> Basically I'm I'm trying not to worry, but like I'm also trying to be nice to myself this week because it's it it's okay to be a little messy right now. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be big messy. It's gonna be big messy, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll make it through. Fuck it. When we don't got no choice. Fuck it. The funny thing is I said I'm not gonna be in my phone for results, but I'm very sure like there's gonna be multiple it's gonna be Twitter news alert. They're going to be mad news alerts of who, who won or whatever. So,
1: Assuming we know. Yeah. Because it might be a couple days.
2: Yeah.
0: Previously on January 12th, 2017.
2: Welcome to the White House, everybody. Uh, as I have already delivered my farewell address, I will try to be relatively brief. Uh, but I just wanted to get some folks together to pay tribute to somebody who's not only been by my side for the duration of this amazing journey, but somebody who has devoted his entire professional life to service to this country. The best vice president America's ever had, Mr. Joe Biden. This also gives the internet one last chance to talk about our bromance. This has been quite a ride. Uh, It was eight and a half years ago that I chose Joe to be my Vice President. There has not been a single moment since that time that I've doubted the wisdom of that decision. He was the best possible choice, not just for me, but for the American people. This is an extraordinary man with an extraordinary career in public service. This is somebody the people of Delaware sent to the Senate as quickly as they possibly could. (laughs) Elected at age 29, for more than a dozen years apiece, he served as chair or ranking member of the Judiciary and Foreign Relations Committees. Domestically, he championed landmark legislation to make our communities safer, to protect our women from violence. Internationally, his wisdom and capacity to build relationships has shaped our nation's response to the fall of the Berlin Wall and the Iron Curtain, to counterterrorism, Iraq, Afghanistan. And for the past eight years, he could not have been a more devoted or effective partner in the progress that we've made. He fought to make college more affordable, and revitalize American manufacturing as the head of our middle-class task force. He suited up for our cancer moonshot, giving hope to millions of Americans touched by this disease. He led our efforts to combat gun violence, and he rooted out any possible uh, misappropriations that might have occurred. And as a consequence, the Recovery Act worked as well as just about any large-scale stimulus project has ever worked in this country. He visited college after college and made friends with Lady Gaga (laughs) for our It's On Us campaign against campus sexual assault. And when the Pope visited, Joe was even kind enough to let me talk to the holiness (laughs) as well. And all of this makes him, I believe, the finest Vice President we have ever seen. And I also think he has been a Lion of American history. The best part is he's nowhere close to finish. In the years ahead, as a citizen, he will continue to build on that legacy internationally and domestically. He's got a voice of vision and reason and optimism and love for people. And we're going to need that, uh, that spirit and that vision uh, as we continue to try to make our world safer and to make sure that everybody's got a fair shot in this country.
0: Then, on November 7th, 2020...
2: i Savannah Guthrie in New York, the moment the entire country has been waiting for after a very close race. NBC News now projects that Joe Biden has won the Keystone State, Pennsylvania, and its 20 electoral votes.
3: And that means we can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. He is president, 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 realest shit I never wrote I ain't write this shit by the way, nigga Some real shit right
0: uh-huh. nigga The realest shit you ever quote My president is Biden My Lambo's blue, blue And I be goddamn if my, my rims ain't too My mama ain't at home My daddy's still in jail Try and make a play Anybody seen his scale? My president is Biden My lamb both blue And I be goddamn if my rims ain't too My money's light green and my choice like
1: It's better than I thought.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Still, I, I worry that there will be some complacency.
0: Talk to me about your worries. What are, you, what are you worrying about?
1: I mean, we still need to clean up in the runoff election. Yeah. And in Georgia, or else we're just not going to get anything done. We did actually lose seats still uh, in the House. You know, it is not as over as as it seems. Yeah. And I hope that we are able to to make some good out of it. And I think we will be. Tell me about Saturday,
0: though. What was your feeling Saturday?
1: So on Saturday, I drove up to Maine to get lunch with a couple of friends because it was a beautiful day and we had an opportunity to sit outdoors. And I have not seen them this whole pandemic, so I was going to take this opportunity.
0: Is your Zoom background four four seasons?
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: Hilarious.
1: I did this on a work call today, and I was a hit.
0: Hilarious. That is too funny.
1: Because I think even if you really like Donald Trump, you can acknowledge that that was fucking hilarious. Also, if you really like Donald Trump, don't talk to me, but like... (laughs) Basically. At least you can acknowledge that it's funny that he hecked up this bad. Yeah. And I was driving when the news broke. So I got to where I was going and I took my phone out and I, I always kind of scan the list of texts to prioritize who to respond to first. Yeah. And my best friend from college and my very dear friend, Greg, had both texted me like, I'm sure you've heard, but, and I <laughs> had not heard. So I, I consider them the ones who had the joy of breaking the news to me. Cool. And I just felt like something that had like clenched up in my rib cage, probably since Trump became the official nominee, even.
0: Yeah.
1: Just kind of, it didn't even fully unclench, but it could take a breath. Yeah. It's really nice to be able to breathe a little more. And the hope of actual leadership
0: professional professionalism (laughs) leadership it's so strange man it's it's so strange in 2016 did you have any fear that uh, hillary will lose because i'm not i legit did not even envision her losing which is i think maybe probably a problem of why she actually lost but i couldn't envision it
1: so I noticed that a lot of my friends were like, oh, there's no way she's going to she's gonna win, so I'm not going to vote. Uh, and I was like, I was raised with this children's book growing up that I'm very fond of called If Everybody Did. <laughs> and in If Everybody Did, it says, you know, it might be okay if one person picks a flower, but here's what would happen if everybody did. And it shows, you know, a whole plane, a whole park that's picked over and everything's dead and dying. You know, (sighs) it might be okay if you spill tax and don't pick them up, but this is what's going to happen if everybody does. Yeah. I had a little like, oh, like this is making me uncomfortable. Like the the fact that so many people seemed so sure it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I'm also, I'm a very anxious person naturally. So I was trying really hard to assume it was my anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't.
0: Yeah. It didn't
1: hurt any less when it didn't happen, by the way.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I can definitely feel that. For me, the reason why 2008 was so special, because I did not envision a scenario when Barack would actually win until it was announced. Like, I, I didn't even, it didn't even come into my mind to even entertain it. I was just of the mindset, I just need to vote. I'm in a red state and, you know, let me just get this vote in and just hope for the best whatever. And in 2008, the red state that I was in, West Virginia, it actually turned blue for him and he won. And it was was like the most remarkable feeling, probably like top three feeling I've ever had in my entire life.
3: This is a CBS news special report. I'm Katie Couric at CBS News election headquarters in New York and we have breaking news momentous news really CBS now estimates because of victories in California, Washington, Oregon and Hawaii. CBS projects that Senator Barack Obama of Illinois will be the next president of the United States. He defeats John McCain, the senator from Arizona and Vietnam war hero. And no matter whom you voted for, you'd have to agree this is an incredible milestone in the history of this country. A century and a half after the Constitution abolished slavery and guaranteed blacks the right to vote, four decades after the passage of the Civil Rights Act, voters have chosen our first African-American president. Bob Schieffer and Jeff Greenfield, as we watch these dramatic pictures, and with all due respect, I think we probably want to stay on those pictures instead of shots of any of us. I mean, it is so incredible to see these crowds, the culmination of a two-year campaign and a lot of hopes and dreams of so many Americans.
2: Katie, this is more than an election night in America. This is a momentous night in the history of our country.
0: When 2012 came, I didn't think he would lose. But then the day of the election, that's when the actual nervousness came in. So like, yeah, let me let me go ahead and get this vote in. I went to the voting, and the in the line were long. So and I I went like early afternoon, and I I had to, I, I only waited like maybe like 30 minutes or something like that. But like people were actually still like Republicans responded, and also Democrats were like, yeah, let's let's not vote this one up. But then when 2016 hit, I just think everyone was like, I think, particularly for the Dems, like, outside of, you know, uh, Russian bot influences, like, mm-hmm. I just think for the Dems' perspective, it was just like, it's like it, it was like a horror movie scenario. Well, <laughs> I'll be, it was an I'll be back scenario that played mm-hmm. out in real life.
1: Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. You oh! see, you push the laws, and you end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife.
0: You know, there's so many factors as to why he won in 2016 that, like, to blame one group for the winning, uh, other than white men, uh, <laughs> it's it's a bit hard to say that's the exact reason. Like, yeah, like, he like got the majority white men and women vote, but, you know, there are just other factors to, like, you know, from the from the lack of Hillary's kind of inspiring the base to even Barack's, like, his lack of actual endorsement of Hillary early on.
1: And I don't mean to be an asshole about this. She was a woman, and that's a harder sell from the jump.
0: I, I was so the gonna... fact
1: that the DNC only embraced her with, like, lukewarm intensity...
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, the even the whole, like, Bernie Bro thing, like, a lot of that was based in just, like, just sexism that I saw. And Bernie not just telling Bernie bros, okay, I didn't win, but we all need to give our vote. If you're going to vote for me, just vote for Hillary so Trump doesn't win. He didn't do that. And it was... It was just remarkable, the failure of America in 2016. It was really bad. Like, the 30 for 30 on that election alone is, mm-hmm. is going to be absolutely remarkable.
1: I was watching the election coverage in my room while trying to do homework. I didn't want to go to, like, the election party or whatever. Because, like, what do you do? Like, I didn't want to go, like, watch this. Like, I, I had shit to do. And at All a right. certain point, around 11 when it was really starting to flip. Me and my friend that I was watching with put together our little medic kits in case there was a riot. I was living at the time in, in an area of Connecticut that is a large number of, like, it's very diverse. It has a lot of people from different backgrounds. It has a lot of people from different education systems and different degrees of, like, formal education. And the wealth disparity in that area is really crazy. Oh, yeah. And it's it's kind of a volatile area at the best of times, I think oh, yeah. would be a good way to describe it. So we grabbed our, our medic kits and our little, like, field medic badges in case we needed them, which if you ever feel the need to take a class on those, uh, they're really good and I highly recommend them. And a water bottle of red wine for good measure and uh, went over to the the student center and to hopefully watch it turn back around
0: yeah Oof. i i've actually never gone to election party in 2008 i was i was in a bar with my friends we were in a we were in a vfw and one of our friends he was actually a bartender there and it was only like one one actual like Customer there, and the rest of was just like eight of us just hanging out, like we were we're basically drinking beers and shooting pool. Like I took my mind completely off the election, and then after that, like all my friends, like other some other friends came through, like after it was announced. Like that shit was so fucking fun.
1: I also Um, feel like this election, and, and I do not mean this in any sort of digging mean way because we did accomplish a lot of things we put another person of color in the white house and she's a woman and like but a lot of the celebration that happened that big primal you know scream and in a lot of places those people dancing in streets and that sense of joy is not because joe biden is in oh it's because Donald Trump is going to be evicted.
0: Hey, man. Just, hey. Either the glass is half empty or it's half full.
1: <laughs> and I hope that people remain activated. And by people, I mean white people, because we live in a magical area where we're able to kind of turn off and on our our activism as we see fit. Yeah. Uh, women need to stay activated. Yeah. Some white women need to get activated. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with white women. I don't know who hurt you, white women. (laughs) I say this as a white woman. But, like, you are allowed to have dreams and aspirations and goals. And believe it or not, you're going to need rights to achieve them. So. Yeah. Amy Coney Barrett is not your friend. Amy Coney Barrett is someone who expects her husband to treat her like a dog. So she tells her husband how much she loves being a dog to get a slightly longer leash. That's not rights, and we should certainly not be leading the charge, but we should certainly be bodies in the streets helping. I mean,
0: hey, if I think it actually would be a really interesting thing if we can really galvanize white men and white women to to lead this shift, like, like we we need not just the national election, we need. And local state elections, like we need white people fighting for the rights of everyone else in this country, like we need a Republican party, like we don't need white people voting majority republican anymore, like on any level, like Republicans just not just not for you <laughs> they just kind of prove like they're just not for human rights like it's It's really about maintaining capitalism and the destruction of capitalism well,
1: <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so uh, hey young people hi it's me uh greetings fellow youth 38 percent of millennials and gen z white millennial and gen z voted for donald trump yes what the fuck are you doing get the fuck out of here it's not funny it's not cute to to not quote the mandalorian this is not the way as my mom said in reference to melania trump be best bitch <laughs> and and we can't do that like this. Yeah, I would have been more comfortable if I had found out that 38% of people had voted for Kanye West, because at least that's a joke, lol. And apparently, that's all that millennials and Gen Z are good for.
0: Uh, he had 60,000 votes apparently, which. That's... My
1: favorite thing that I saw at one point was the tally for Arizona, and it was like Joe Biden, but he was only like ahead by a couple at the time. Donald Trump. Joe Jorgensen, and then, in like literal like size eight font, it said like kanye West dash <laughs> six <Jeez.
0: laughs> six and people in Arizona vote it was just
1: such West. a pathetically small number, and then I realized that the font was proportional to the number of votes
0: <laughs> this is basically
1: that's
0: that's just crazy, man. this is absolutely crazy. I was gonna but, say the lack of enthusiasm in twenty sixteen was actually the reason why i went to vote in person uh this year and i i went in knowing that texas would not flip and texas did not flip but it was just kind of like one of those things where even the day before i was kind of like well i don't want to vote in person strictly because of big big macaroni and it was one of those things where (laughs) it's kind of one of those things where i was like you know what your consciousness will Will not let you rest unless you actually did the vote. And so I went out there super early. Like the the voting place opened at seven. I I got in that parking lot at like like five forty five. I couldn't sleep anyway, so mm. I got there like five forty five. Like I was definitely the first person there. I got like the pollsters. Oh well, the the people working the station. They didn't get there until like like six. 30-ish maybe like Mm -hmm. 615 fifteen-ish. so i beat them there like that's how early i was and i was the third person there to vote so i was like Mm -hmm. in and out but yeah man we we just need more people just to get enthusiastic we need even just young candidates because i feel like everyone this whole election everyone was just saying vote 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 but we do need systems to where we can actually kind of figure out who to vote for and it it sounds very basic but i think a lot of our local elections I don't think politicians purposefully, they don't make it clear about what their issues are. Like, they just want you to vote on their party lines. And on one hand, like, you can assume what Republicans or Democrats are going to do, but at the same time, like, in West Virginia, for example, like, the politicians in West Virginia that claim they're Democrats, they don't really vote on liberal ways. Like, it's, it's just not reality. So we just need politicians, and people need to know specifically where politicians stand. And if they stand on bullshit, we need young people to galvanize and you know generate support and to take over these political offices
1: and and i don't know if this is something that we specifically need to do or if it's something that just generally needs to be considered more but like in arizona you have to vote
0: explain that a little more
1: it's a paid federal holiday they make it so easy for you to vote if you don't get vote you get fined like you have to vote and the thought process behind that is like too many people have fought and worked and lived and died all over the world for this privilege. It takes 15 minutes, you know, if it's a paid federal holiday or else they have, like, uh, drop boxes all over. If you can't do the day of because of, like, a medical thing or whatever, they make it easy for you to to do it before because this is a really cool thing we get to do and it's important and we should be excited and proud to do it. Yeah. And And I don't understand why it's so hard.
0: I mean that's like the reason it's so hard is is a lot of it has to kind of do with the history of voting in this country of where this country wanted to just basically limit as much as possible black freed slaves from voting. And just that's kind of just matriculated to like what this whole system is now. Like there's actually no reason why you should not be allowed to register same day voting in every state like that should be like a federal mandate if you want to register to vote same day you can do that then mm-hmm. there's there's states that don't do that texas i know for sure texas doesn't do that
1: massachusetts like, doesn't do it
0: there should be federal mandates you can register online to vote like you have to register like by mail or in person in texas like that's just like for texas to be this big to be that backwards it's it's just nonsensical mm-hmm. so there there needs to be way better easier roads to to get to voting and shout out to Georgia because Stacey Adams like she with, without her work and determination and not just her but other women around this country working particularly black women like they mobilize enough to get these people to get their right to vote and without them like we we may be another four years in this motherfucker. So there's there's so much work that Biden like has to do. It's not a, just simple as just reversing everything Trump has done. Like okay, yeah, that's a, that's that should be like the baseline. But there's
1: mm-hmm. way
0: more areas of improvement that that need to be done in this country.
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Malika and it's Alejandra. And you're sitting on the couch and your life is passing you by because you're not watching Insert Name Here. Catch us Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you missed us, you can catch us on Friday on Spotify and Amazon. Yeah, obvious nonsense gang gang. Hyper podcast squad, you never take us down. I also think it is worth reiterating Donald John Trump is going to fight this. Yeah. He's going to try and stay as, as hard as he can because he's a monster. Much like the end of IT Chapter 2. A movie I don't much care for. <laughs> I really do think that the best way to end this is to just kind of check out. To destroy his self-esteem <laughs> by checking out. And I think that the news is already starting to do this. Rupert yeah. Murdoch is, like, out. He's like, I fuck this, dude. Like, he refused to take Arizona off of the leadership tally. When he was like, it was pretty close to a tie. And they kind of were like, oh, maybe Arizona was not. Because he knew it made him upset. Yeah. Like, Rupert Murdoch, big deal ally of Donald Trump, just gave up. It was a bridge too far.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and watching the news in general kind of abandon him. Like, y'all, just let him go.
2: Just a short while ago, the president tweeted that he uh, hereby claims the state of Michigan. He can't hereby claim anything. I can't uh, hereby claim a ham sandwich, you know, if I want to. Uh, But the president is is engaging in that kind of uh, uh, reality-challenged behavior at this point. That is the president of the United States. That is the most powerful person in the world. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is over. he just hasn't accepted it and he wants to take everybody down with him including this country.
1: The president tweeted very early this morning that quote, I easily win the presidency of the United States with illegal votes cast. The observers were not allowed in any way shape or form to do their job and therefore votes accepted during this period must be determined to be illegal votes. U.S. Supreme Court should decide. But the reality is so far, he has not won the presidency with legal votes cast. In fact, right now, Joe Biden is ahead in both the popular vote and in the Electoral College. Also, right now, neither the president nor his campaign have provided any evidence to back up their claims of electoral fraud. <laughs> ah,
2: are you glad that's over? I mean, just the, it's like the last guy left in the bar.
0: I remember I was such a great quarterback in high school that was back in 67
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's what's happening right now
0: (laughs) i dated the prom queen it was so great
2: (laughs) that was 50 years ago (laughs) it's over like i said he's a sore loser he lost his job he got fired go back to
1: getting angry about star wars i don't care but like (laughs) let him go
0: Yo, what if Donald Trump is the reason <laughs> Rise of Skywalker was so terrible? <laughs> I can totally see this like I can really see a butterfly effect scenario where Hillary Clinton is elected and then the last Star Wars movie just happens to be like is it's a, is Ryan Johnson actually doing the second one it, uh and then it being like the greatest like just movie ever of all time?
1: I know this is a really dumb thing to be excited about, but I've heard some rumors out in the out in the sphere, right? Oh, okay. That Universal Studios was planning to open a third park, right? In okay. in Orlando. I'm a nerd, I care about this shit. Sorry folks. But they then put it on hiatus and their hiatus was pretty much contingent on Joe Biden winning. Oh shit. Because they didn't think that the tourism industry would ever recover under Donald Trump's coronavirus leadership yeah and that also contains a universal classic monsters land which (laughs) if you listen to me talk about creature from the black lagoon is kind of my shit yeah and I know that's a really dumb thing to be excited about but that is kind of my area so
0: I mean the reason you're excited part of it would be There's at least a gateway for Big Rona not being in our lives anymore, and that can lead to actual enjoyment of things again. So there's there's nothing wrong with that at all.
1: Well, granted, with the Pfizer thing that came out today, I don't want to... I certainly don't want to jinx anything, but, like, seems like we might be able to see a movie next year. (laughs) And, like... I hadn't let myself, I I've written off 2021 completely, yeah. but like now there's a, a chance, not a huge chance, but more of a chance than there was a few days ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, I think it's worth remarking on that the number of people who are passing on from COVID is going down as well. Like,
0: yeah,
1: this is a good time for optimism. This is a good time to wash your masks. Cause you got acne. This is a good time to remember to wear them every time you go outside, you sick fucks. But, like, this is a a good time to be optimistic and hopeful about the future. Yeah. This is a good time to cry while listening to the Return of the Jedi soundtrack where they're all (laughs) celebrating the end of the Empire. And, like, Stephen Colbert... I've had a lot of issues with his his most recent iteration of, of evening show. But... His episode that he had on last Thursday, I highly recommend watching if you get the chance. First of all, uh, his monologue and the preamble to his monologue is really, really powerful. And what you see in that monologue is a white man who loves his country and believes in the good that should be here and is trying to to deal with the fact that our president is a fascist. And he, he is trying to grapple with that in a way that like I, I don't know that he had let himself really, really feel the emotionality of that. And it's it's very real and it's very raw. And I think it I hope that it will help people who perhaps are a little shy about calling him that see that it's okay and that's what he is and and you know, call it what it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's really a lot about calling truth to power like i am happy that a lot of these news journalists and personalities are just openly just totally turning on trump like complete insults complete insults it's like for those on the right like like it's so it's so wild that after like after saturday like there are the tweets about people saying oh we need to you know be we need to treat you know republicans with you know kind and tenderness when they were told me to
1: fuck my feelings fuck yours right back
0: they literally had a shirt said trump 2016 fuck your feelings like no like this is not like this whole idea of like civility in the face of this these fucking monsters like it's just not it's just not it like we need people to be active like we need people to be passionate like we need people not to be kowtowing to so this bullshit like we and we did this for it's not like i don't mean we as in everyone but like like i mean like democrats who are like really centralist like people that are doing like this performative shit we have been just not doing anything worth worthy until this moment and i think because we had this moment this is this could be the catalyst for something really great to rebound from. Like, so we, Mm -hmm. we, we needed this, we needed this dub. Like we needed this, we were down 3-1, man. Like like we were down 3-1 if Trump would have won, man. Like, I know there's people, I think people maybe, I think about, I know for myself, I think earlier in the year, I think even before Rona hit, you know, thinking obviously about the election coming up and wondering, could we really survive under Trump? And I think people kind of like, you know, maybe like kind of asked it jokingly, but I really don't think we would have survived like another regime nope. under Trump, man. Like it it's And it's I don't think
1: bad. I don't think it ever would have ended. Oh my um, god. Oh my God. But you know, it's okay to let yourself feel joy right now. It's okay that you might be feeling like I, I can't because I'm waiting for something bad to happen. But you also need to feel your joy, feel your feel your acknowledgement. Do whatever. Wear a mask you sick fuck but like you you have to remember that this isn't like over over yeah even if even if there's not much we can do right at this moment in time yeah and
0: you know i'm not going to forget biden talking about this canceling suit loan shit like like we're we're gonna like we should like we legit in all seriousness we should really remember all these campaign promises we should remember all these Republicans who had like the the big Trump 2020 signs that were, that we should remember like the Republicans that were in office when they could have delayed voting on the Supreme court, but they chose not to like, we, like, we really right. need to remember all this shit, man. Cause all this shit is added up to before a bunch of bullshit, but now we need to get this motion going. And for me, like, yeah, like, I know you kind of hinted to earlier as far as like, we are more happy that Trump's gone as opposed to Biden being elected. And yeah, like I definitely feel that sentiment. I am the the happiest I am for Biden is that we actually have someone who at least in a performative sense, he can be an actual like gentleman. Like he can actually be a world leader. Like he can be someone who if you get him in a room and he has a conversation with like you, like you could, you you more than likely leave that conversation feeling like, wow, like I got to talk to the president of the United States. Like I'll love this moment forever. And like, he
1: was presidential.
0: Yeah. Like we have a person that is presidential as president. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. great for me. Kamala Harris, like a lot of her history with the police, I don't really support. I am happy from a sense that, I got to live long enough to see a black president and a black woman vice president. I'm I'm very happy for that. But I do think that she has she has a lot of work to do too. Like she mm-hmm. like there's gonna be a lot of stuff that comes on the pipeline as far as police uh, police brutality, police reform, what does that actually mean? Is it just some performative thing where we throw money to police and then nothing else happens? Like like we need to really hold these people's feet to the fire to get this shit solved.
1: And I also, Georgia. (laughs) Georgia. Georgia. We really, really need y'all. Yeah. Because I really think the only way that Biden's going to be able to keep anything close to his campaign promises is if Georgia shows up in January. And I'm sorry that all the pressure is on y'all now. I really wish it didn't have to be. And I know that local elections are not nearly as sexy as, as, <laughs> you know, the big, the big but yeah. we, we need you. And Stacey Abrams is already organizing.
0: Oh yeah. Like she, she, she was organizing
1: before the numbers came out.
0: Yeah. She was definitely in the same sentiment of like, this is not the end of any of this. So. I'm very happy she's on the right side, man. And
1: if you have the dollar dollar bills, y'all, consider donating to the Democratic candidates there, because that means that their campaign now has to last an additional three months. Yeah. So go ahead. uh, Make that poorly paid interns day with your money.
0: I mean, Obviously, we we know that there's multiple things that need to change in this country, but... What's the one thing for you that you hope gets accomplished as soon
1: I really think it's time for better education. And I think that this is something that the Bidens value. Jill Biden is a professor at a community college and she teaches English as an English professor, but also as a language. And I think that it's time for public schools to get better funding, it is time to get to DeVos the fuck out of there. Oh my it God. Is,
0: I can, oh my God. I cannot It's time to make blame.
1: university more accessible and I, I hope that we do some student loan forgiveness but even if we don't, we need to make it so the next generation of college students doesn't have to worry the way that some of us have had to worry. Yeah. And I also think that we need to set an example for what education can do not even necessarily in a like oh i'm book smart way you know but like one of the things that they always say about liberal liberal arts is that it teaches you how to think yeah or it teaches you how to learn or whatever you want to call it right but like start folding those principles in earlier standardized testing is not a measurement of intelligence i used to be put in like the slow math class because i couldn't standardize test well yeah. And that is not an indicator of who I am or what I am capable of. And it's time to start redefining education.
0: I mean, sure. I went to college for education. So education is definitely really high up there for me. Police brutality, obviously, like very, very yeah. high up there for me. I think if there's one thing I would really like, at least the earliest thing would definitely be a way to release curb and slow down just the coronavirus man like yep. i know it's kind of announced that like i think one of the ideas that biden is already putting together like a task force to actually like figure how to deal with this and that needs to be implemented like january 20th <laughs> like like that needs to be like in action like the day he like after he get sworn in like 10 minutes later they need to be on that shit, man like and not even just for me personally like just for everyone we all have seen like the last couple of months where like the commercials and stuff like oh we need to get you know back to like the normal and then people try to fake like everything's okay and then we just passed 10 million coronavirus cases in america we really need to have serious leadership that is going to do whatever it takes to curb like if on january 20th there was a federal mandate of like national curfew 7 p.m like until like the numbers drop by okay all right like
1: i i don't i don't even think that's necessary mask mandate in public spaces let's yeah. just start there
0: just anything like any uh, just plan of action like or
1: or honestly just a consistent message the coronavirus yes. <laughs> is real and it is dangerous here's yes. what like just just someone someone tell me that the coronavirus is real and dangerous please that's not anthony fauci our our lord and savior (laughs) Uh do we have (laughs) to wait until he's dead to like send in his sainthood application or can we do that now (laughs) like (laughs) i mean if i can save myself some paperwork like 25 years from now i'd like to but
0: damn it you know i just had a thought isn't it the former president supposed to be at the inauguration right
1: yes but they don't have to be Because, you know, sometimes the reason someone is being sworn in is because the actual president died, like, and he can't be present then. Oh, my God. No, here's what I think is going to happen. Please, God, please. I think that he is going to get into a helicopter one day in the dead of night and just be gone. I think he's going to leave Melania and Baron behind. I think he's just going to... Get in, get in, a chopper and fuck right off. Oh,
0: please God, if you're real, please answer our
1: prayers. And and then, like I said, don't ever think about him again. Don't ever look please. him up on Twitter. Please God. Like the biggest and worst thing that would ever happen to him is if we all got bored of him. Oh my he, God, please. listen, have you seen Toy Story? You know that Woody's really anxious about that like I don't want to play with you anymore. Do yeah. that to our president. Yes, please God, please. That's our prayers. The news is already doing it. They're trying to make it easy for you. Jake Tapper is so tired. <laughs> I'm
0: just, I'd I'm just the over under on the actual date that Twitter fully suspends Trump cuz I'm I think I think they're going to let him rock until january 20th i think he's gonna tweet some wild shit like I
1: i'm mean, gonna wager if there's any serious violence in or around that day by his supporters he is going to be suspended whoo. i think it is going to take that much
0: because i'm thinking the over/under should be valentine's day
1: that's that's a good one
0: damn would i take the because all the money would be on the under hmm.
1: I guess i would I would have to say to everybody who voted, congratulations, y'all. We actually did it basically I'm proud of everybody for doing it. I'm proud of the people who I know who had to stand up to family members and loved ones, who maybe now are in significantly shittier situations than they were. yeah. I'm really proud of you guys, and we'll yeah. get through this.
0: Yeah, shout out to shout out to the D, shout out Eric, shout out Detroit, shout out Atlanta, shout out Philly. What up? You know what I'm saying? We uh, we out here, man. Shout out to the, the, shout out to DC, which I mean, it's not much, but DC represented. <laughs> shout out to all the black cities in America that represented, man. Follow cat at cat. Underscore Chinetti on Twitter, Twitch and Instagram. Follow Marcus at Showin' Mad Love, S H O W I N M A D L O V on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show on Twitter at Cat and Mark, and join our We Should Do This Again sometime Facebook group. Read us at CatseesMovies.tumblr.com and The Mark Rob dot This podcast is executive produced by Kellen
3: Conley and Eric Greenley. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime.
0: This is, this is, this is a hyphen podcast production.
3: Are you not entertained?